Warning. 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 Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? It's the Police Officers Association of Michigan podcast radio show, recorded live from our studios in Redford, Michigan. Home is a full-service labor organization formed to provide every labor-related service from negotiations, grievance processing, legal and legislative representation to Act 312 arbitrations. Hi, this is Ed Jocks on the Michigan Police Information Network, and I'm coming to you today live from the Dearborn Inn in uh, Dearborn, Michigan. And I'm here with Wayne County Sheriff Benny Napoleon. Benny, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Ed. I pleasure being here with you. Uh, Benny, uh, the word is is that you held just about every single job in Detroit, including the chief's job. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your experience in Detroit and, and tell us how you think it, it may have benefited you or made your life more difficult as, as a, the role of the sheriff. Uh, I started out in Detroit in 1975 as a civilian uh, fingerprint technician in the identification section. Uh, I went from there into the police academy. Upon graduation, I was assigned walking a beat uh, in southwest Detroit, ultimately getting into a scout car uh, doing general patrol. I also worked uh, a morality unit in southwest Detroit at the uh, Verner Station, and then I also worked in the detective bureau before I was uh, transferred down to the gang unit. I spent the majority of my career uh, in DPD in the gang unit, uh, either as a police officer, sergeant, or as the commanding officer. Uh, once uh, I started getting uh, elevated through the through the ranks, I had several administrative, patrol, investigative undercover and management uh, assignments, ultimately uh, getting promoted to chief of detectives in 1994 and to assistant chief in 95 and chief of police in uh, 1998, retired in 2001 as uh, police chief. I had an opportunity to uh, command the SWAT team at one time to command major crimes division where I headed up all the investigative entities. Uh, I had uh, the narcotics units under my command. So I had a diverse um, responsibilities throughout my time uh, in Detroit. So I had an opportunity to uh, see how the different entities impact each other and how they are kind of intertwined and that you need to have your investigative, your patrol, your administrative, your support people all working together uh, to attack any problem that you might have in the organization. So I think that experience, uh, along with uh, my training going through uh, staff and command, the Secret Service School, the FBI, uh, <laughs> Wharton, and my uh, education as a lawyer, college professor. Oh my goodness! You know, I've done I've done quite a bit. Ed, I've right. been around the block once or twice. That was a loaded question. I didn't know it was even I didn't even know it was that loaded. But anyway, <laughs> it certainly has given you uh, tons of credibility. Nobody can accuse you of not understanding or relating uh, to the job that they do. That has certainly passed on right now with some of the employees here at the Wayne County Sheriff's Department. I certainly hope so. Well, I'm telling you that as, as a union guy because I've, I've seen the difference and I've worked very closely with this group over the last four or five years during the recruiting process and as they've come on board and sort of restored their own credibility with their own local association. And, and certainly the department morale is up and it, and it has a lot to say about you and the administration and the other people that you have working for you as well too, Benny. Thanks. As a matter of fact, 
this meet and greet was your idea. So tell us a little bit more about it and you know, well, what, what did you think about it? One of the things that I've discovered in, in large organizations, especially where people don't really get a chance to uh, see uh, the leadership as often or up close as they would like. In Detroit, it was a lot different. Uh, I was on the street all the time. The officers are out on the street, and I'm getting called to different scenes. So I had an opportunity to see a lot of the officers. I don't get a chance to get into the jail as often as I would like. And a lot of the officers, especially on different shifts, uh, haven't had an opportunity to sit and speak with me one-on-one to get an understanding of what my priorities are, what my expectations are, and to understand uh, what my philosophy is when it comes to uh, policing, uh, especially in this uh in this institution called the Wayne County Sheriff's Office where, you know, you have, it's diverse. A great percentage of what we do is in the jail, but we also have people outside of the jail who are doing a lot of other things. So I really want them to have the opportunity to talk to me, to, to hear from me firsthand because I hear all the rumors that go around with this person's doing that, that person's doing that. I want to make them make it very clear as to what I expect as a leader from not just them, but what they should expect from me. Yeah, and, 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 uh, We've, we're in between meetings right now. We had one at 10 o'clock, and it ran right up until noon or even past noon. And uh, we've just had lunch, and you're going to be doing it again in a couple hours here at 5 o'clock as well, too. So you Absolutely. are accommodating people that work uh, you know, uh, any one of the shifts. I Everybody's- want to make sure that as many people had an opportunity to hear from me firsthand as possible. And this is not going to be the last time that I will do this. I will do this uh, frequently because the officers deserve the opportunity to uh, have their uh, issues aired. It was wonderful for me because there were a lot of things that are happening that I had no knowledge of. And, you know, it is different. I grew up in the Detroit Police Department, so a lot of the issues that officers had I knew about when I took over as the chief and I could start addressing those issues. Here it's a little different. I mean, a lot of these people know me from law enforcement, know me as the former uh, chief of the Detroit Police Department, but they don't know me as the Wayne County Sheriff. And and now that I'm in that position and I'm in the leadership of the organization, I want to give them the opportunity to tell me the things that concern them. I got some great feedback. It was well worth the time that I spent here, and uh, I'm hoping that the issues that are within my control, we're going to go back and address them immediately. And some of them we actually did immediately address. Well, I was going to I was going to uh, follow up on that as well too. I mean, one of them was the uh, uh, a uniform committee. Uh, also, a safety committee as well, too. Yes. And um, I know we talked about um, a member's ability to carry, uh, you know, uh, a weapon to work as long as they can secure it. Yeah, I, I, honestly, that to me is something that was the first time I'd heard that. Had I heard that, uh, had I heard that before now, that issue would have been resolved. But apparently it had never been filtered up to me in the organization that officers were uh, who have valid CCWs were not being allowed to bring their uh, firearms to the building and they were going to and from work uh, unarmed. I just That to me is an unacceptable safety issue for the people in the organization. Right, and no matter what, some of them, were, you know, we're going to leave them in oh, their trunks. Of course, and I, mean, I don't and want them so leaving guns in cars. Issue. Yeah, that's, they, they shouldn't have to leave their weapon in a car. Yeah, and you, I think you've got a standing ovation when you announced yeah, they that did. today. I did. So, I mean, good work there. Listen, um, I know money is is what drives a lot of different things today. Certainly in your sort of a political role as sheriff, money is an issue. And uh, you may or may not be in charge of much of that. Probably not as much as you'd like. Definitely not much as I'd like. (laughs) Is there a chance of a central Wayne County jail 
Um, and would you have significant input in its design and, you know, and, and some of the security features as well, too? There is going to be a central jail. There I is. believe that there's going to be, I, I would be really, really surprised if we did not build the central jail. Uh, our, our, our aspirations, our hope is that we will build one jail that will house all of our prisoners and that will be centrally located in downtown Detroit. Uh, I absolutely am involved in the design aspect, uh, site location, and the equipment that will be going in and out of it because it's they can't do this without my support. So, uh, And I've made it very clear that this has to be a win-win for the county and a win for the sheriff's office and the deputies and the inmates. This has to be a facility that is designed to uh, make life better for the deputies who work there and the prisoners who are in our care. This is Gary Murawski, president of Flame Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. 60 years, that's how long our family's been serving years. 60 years of satisfied homeowners. 60 years of guarantees and honesty. 60 years of being your home comfort specialist for one very simple reason. Get the message? When you choose Flame, we guarantee in advance exactly what you're getting. No bait and switch, no pitches offering whatever you want. At Flame, we only sell Bryant because over our 60 years, Bryant has proven it is the best for durability, reliability, and problem-free operation. And at Flame, we back that up with the best technicians, clean, courteous, and nationally certified. Want to go continuous training? We expect quality from all of our staff, not problems. So let's make it simple. When you choose Flame, you get a quality 10-year parts and labor guarantee on new Bryant products and a family reputation of honest dealing and excellence in workmanship. Don't be misled by other companies. Flame is the number one Bryant dealer in the Midwest, and it's not by accident. At Flame, we treat you better than family. Visit us at flamefurnace.com. Flame and Bryant, whatever it takes. I know in Wayne County that uh, the courts play uh, a role in some staffing levels at the jail. And today, uh, you communicated some very, very strong feelings on the union's voice and in, in what the union's role should be on budgeting uh, issues with the county executive and Wayne, Wayne County commissioners and the judicial system. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? And well, I know well, there's a February meeting coming up that yes. we want to talk about yes. here and make sure that our members are They're having a, 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 there's a hearing before Judge Sapala, I believe it's February 15th. 15th and uh, that issue is to talk about jail staffing. And, you know, I'm one voice. I can stand up in front of the commission, in front of the county executive, in front of the judge, and say whatever I want to say. I'm one voice, but I think the collective voices of the Wayne County Sheriff's deputies and the union, the POAM, is a is a is a, a voice that you know can echo and support mine when it comes to advocating for. Uh, especially when it comes to safety issues in the jail. Uh, I think that we all should be standing there in front of the judge and in front of the commission and in front of the, the CEO saying, these are these are safety issues for my deputies, and we need to have these issues resolved. I don't care where you find the money, you need to find it. You talked about um, the possibility, the rather strong possibility, um, that there would be more fresh air jobs available to uh, uh, members of the Wayne County Sheriff's Office. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more about that? And is, it, is there a possibility that we might be reinstating the academy in some, some way or shape or form? Well, let's talk about the academy first. Okay. Uh, I would love to have uh, the academy started up and get as many people through 
uh, the academy and certified as possible. Uh, we had put money in the budget trying to get that done in this uh, current budget cycle. That money was taken out. So we are not in a position to run an academy right now. I will continue to, to advocate and push for an, an academy in every budget that I send over to uh, the CEO into the commission. So I firmly am trying to get the academy up and running so I can get as many people certified as possible. As relates to the fresh air jobs, um, we have been uh, in discussions with um, the downtown businesses where we're hoping to potentially uh, patrol downtown Detroit uh, on two shifts, at least maybe three, uh, with jobs that the Wayne County Sheriff's deputies would be responsible for uh, patrolling uh, the downtown area as a supplement to the Detroit Police Department. I believe that there's a good likelihood that's going to happen. What I'm 99 percent certain will happen is that uh, Marathon Oil has uh, been in discussions with us. We have sent the proposal over to uh, the CEO's office. Management and budget has looked at it, and they believe that we can, they are conf confident that this marathon oil contract can be consummated and uh, implemented, and that would be in southwest Detroit, which will combine doing security services for marathon and creating a scout area uh, in southwest Detroit where we're not only benefiting marathon but also benefiting the citizens and the businesses in a large portion of southwest Detroit. I believe that's going to happen. Uh, the other thing that we're looking at is doing uh, – patrols on the freeways. The state police, I believe, are going to be taken off, and uh, that is something we're fighting hard to put under the uh, jurisdiction of the Wayne County Sheriff's Office is the state freeways that are in Wayne County. I was just going to ask you them. if that was city, if that was county, or maybe even the entire state that that may we, happen. We want, it's probably going to be statewide. I think the county sheriff is in the best position from a jurisdictional standpoint to patrol the freeways in Wayne County. So I'm hoping that uh, we can make the case and get it done. So those are three areas where I believe we can have some outside jobs. The other one is uh, the uh, off-duty employment. Uh, I'm a strong advocate of that. I believe that uh, we should be able to have uniformed deputies in Wayne County Sheriff's cars, patrol shopping malls, um, other areas where restaurants and other businesses that need security, that we should be in a position to provide security for those venues. And that would be a great benefit not only to the deputies when it comes to having uh, the opportunity to work overtime or work on an off day or something, but it's also a great visibility and security issue for the citizens of Wayne County. And that's paid, that's going to be paid for oh, by absolutely. the local businesses. It'll be paid for well by too. the businesses, not, not they, the taxpayers. And, and, and be quite frank with you, for them to see a real police officer in a real uniform in a real absolutely. squad car is a lot different than a security. whole different man. environment. Well, you see it everywhere else in the country. I mean, as I travel, you know, to places like Boston and Nashville, Louisiana, yep. uh, uh, Missouri. I mean, you see deputies doing these jobs everywhere. I don't understand why there's a reluctance to do it in the state of Michigan. It's just crazy, especially when crime is a concern uh, for a great many people here. So we have the ordinance passed. It's not just a question of getting it implemented. I have uh, Executive Chief Eric Smith working on that. I'm confident that he's going to be able to get that pushed through and it will be out and working uh, off duty, hopefully uh, by summer. And by the way, uh, not only did, did you make an appearance today, but you had 
a lot of your staff here today. Can you yes. off the top of your head remember who was up? Well, I know exactly. Yeah, okay. I Why don't exactly you share that with here. our audience? Uh, the undersheriff, Daniel Finas, was yeah. here. Uh, counsel to the sheriff, Darnella Williams, who's my chief legal counsel. My chief of staff, Michael Turner, was with me. And Eric Smith, who is executive chief, who uh, out of all of us has the longest tenure uh, although it may have been interrupted at points, but he has the large, longest tenure uh, with the organization because he did work uh, extensively with the Fecano administration. So uh, his experience uh, in this organization and insight and historical perspective is something that is extremely valuable. Yeah, and there were times, too, you can't know everything, Benny. There was times even today where you had to defer to some people and they gave you some information. And right. you just gave very clear, concise answers to the membership. Hey, wait a minute. I did, that's the first I've heard about that. You consulted with somebody right here in front of, you know, 50 or 60 people here in the audience, and you gave them an answer on the spot. And believe well, me, they appreciated it. Well, that's that's why I'm here. I yeah. mean, I, I, I believe that a significant portion of my job is, is to try to create an environment where the, where the deputies want to come to work. I, I don't think that I should be uh, the person who is creating an environment where people don't want to be. I, we, we all have to work, at least most of us do, mm-hmm. and that work environment uh, is not an environment that I should be complicating. I think that uh, they are the most important part of this organization are the people who work here. And I want them to understand that. I want them to understand I feel that way. And I want, more importantly, by my actions to demonstrate that I value their service to the people of Wayne County and that uh, they are a very serious constituent base for me. Well, I think that message got through loud and clear today. But why don't you just go ahead and reiterate the open door policy that you talked about today, too? Absolutely. I uh, have had... Uh, since I was appointed sheriff in July of '09, I've had many deputies who have, you know, dropped by my office, sent me notes, emails about issues that they had, and I will always ma- make sure that they are immediately addressed. My door remains open. I will, uh, I will consistently make myself available. I will continue to walk through the jails and talk to the deputies that are there, and uh, I want to make them feel that they have leadership that is concerned about them. And I want to do that not only by making myself available, but but by the policies that I implement and by the actions of the people who work for me in in the organization and leadership. The door is always open. Yeah. And I tell you, you know, uh, nothing beats straight talk either, Benny. I mean, even today you said, hey, listen, I will never, and no one in my administration will ever uh, purposely violate anybody's contractual right. But at the same time, too, you reminded our members that you have management rights, too. And Absolutely. And those are things that you want to be able to exercise as well, too, and that it's a two-way street. No question. I, I, I think it's a waste of everybody's time. If the issue is clear and it's a right that you have under the contract, I will not allow the people who work for me to violate that. I don't believe in that. That's a waste of everybody's time, effort, energy, and money. Where we have legitimate issues of concern, where there's some gray area, where there's some uh, issue or concern of legitimate dispute, then that is what the discipline in the arbitration process is all about. But not when there's a clear cut. If it's a clear cut management right, I expect if I exercise it, that's fine. If it's a clear cut right that the membership has, I expect them to be given that right. If I don't like the contract, I should renegotiate it. If you don't like the contract, you should renegotiate it. But what it is, is what it is. Right. And you know what, in in today's economic times as well, too, 
I mean, both sides have to realize that there is the other side of the coin. Absolutely. And, and, and whether it's money-driven or policy-driven, procedure, safety-driven, whatever it is, uh, there needs to be a mutual respect there. And the meeting that you had today just went a super long way to bring that uh, you know, on board. In fact, there was at least two or three people that stood up and said they've been here 20 years and they've never attended a meeting anything like this where they felt comfortable to speak up and that they were being acknowledged and listened to. So. Well, be credited for that, Penny. Well, thank you. Uh, and you know, again, I, 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 there were some tough questions. Uh, some people said some things that you know could have been perceived as being, you know, controversial. But hey, that's what I wanted to hear. Right. And there will be no uh, retribution or retaliation for it because that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear the tough questions. I wanted to hear their concerns, and I was very happy to do it. Well, listen, Benny, I'm going to let you go. I, I know you got to get prepared for the next uh, round here, but uh, I want to thank you again for having this meeting. Thanks for uh, doing the podcast with us today. I want you and your staff to know that whether it's this uh, venue, whether it's the Law Enforcement Journal or any, anything else that we do, our website, that we want to work with your administration as much as we can to continue this great relationship that you've uh, forged for the last 18 months now. Well, I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. Anytime you need me, call me. Thanks a lot, Benny. All right. Yeah. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of the POAM Podcast Radio Show. I want to remind you that each and every month you can find every single podcast online on Apple iTunes. Just search for POAM. They're also available for download or for live listen on our website. Visit us at POAM.net. Get on our newsletter and send us all of your comments and suggestions for future shows.